Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Welcome there, everybody, to another edition of the Shant Show. We come to you following Coastal Carolina's victory in Atlanta over the Georgia State Panthers, a game that saw... Coastal Carolina shows signs of life for the first time this season since the Army game and really showed what this team is capable of. That is until about the third or fourth quarter when they let Georgia State back into the game for some unknown reason. All in all, Coastal Carolina leaves Atlanta 4-0. They're one of 21 teams remaining that are undefeated in FBS, so you can't say no to that. You can't, you know, if if we came into the season, we told you you're going to be 4-0 after four weeks, you take it. However, there are some signs that some trouble is brewing. Grayson McCall leaves with an injury. Now, we're recording this days after the game has happened. We know that he's going to be okay, but it was still a scary situation. Jordan, we'll start there. Grayson McCall is the be-all, end-all of this team, and that injury scared a lot of people. What were you? What was going through your mind when uh, that was happening? I literally was laying in the front room on our couch, and as I saw him holding his leg, I literally fell on the floor. That was like my main reaction. Probably like the most of the other fan base uh, here. I was very, very scared. I, I looked at it, and I was like, man, this is not good. This is not good at all. Even though we do have Bryce Carpenter, we are big Bryce Carpenter fans here on the show. And we're big Jared Guest fans as well. But to see 10 go down, you know, it was it was very heart-wrenching and it was very, very tough for one moment. I about did like, you know, Josh put a picture of uh, the great Dick Vitale with some Pepto-Bismol. I about went in there and got some Pepto myself because it just was just that kind of feeling that you was having. But to see him on the sidelines talking with Coach Chadwell, pleading with get back into the game that gave me signs that he was going to be okay so for the most part that was a good sign to see but for me I fell out of my chair I'm not gonna lie to you I was just shocked that he got hurt yeah it was definitely not something you wanted to see but overall I mean I, I'm sure you guys said it but frustrating in a way because we've seen now how good this team can play and at least the first part of this game was like what we've been waiting for all season in the coastal the explosive offense that we know that they can have so, I mean, it was frustrating because we actually played well. I don't know if we played a full four quarters yet, but the fourth quarter was a little iffy, and granted, that was without Grayson McCall. So I'll give you one pass on that. But, I mean, we played great, and it was good to see – good to have a game comfortably in the balance at halftime, which is something we haven't had in a minute. Yeah, and Curtis has mentioned it in, like, previous episodes. We haven't got to see guys like Jared Guest and Bryce Carpenter step in and play games. And that was something that we were hoping to see. You know, we were Curtis been saying that we're hoping to see a very comfortable game by halftime. And even though like it could have been more comfortable than what it was, this by far has got to be the most comfortable we felt so far during halftime. So I really did like to see new guys coming in, uh, especially the quarterbacks getting some playing time and showing what they can really do. Uh, Bryce Carpenter, obviously, we've seen so much of him, but Jared Guest as well, a guy who we've seen flashes of, but we haven't seen enough of. And I think Jared Guest came in and played fairly well besides that pick six. Yeah, it's exciting to see what this team has. And 
I'm going to skip a couple segments ahead here and just go ahead and, and give a unanimous game ball because I, I don't think you can give it to anybody else other than Jarrett Brown. Freshman comes in, plays lights out in under the bright lights in Atlanta on a Thursday night. Josh, what were your initial takeaways from big number 14's performance? I mean, yeah, he looked really good. And a couple of those, like the one he was even active in the option game, he got that pitch, which there was technically a, called a pass because it was forward. But, I mean, that was a play where only – I was talking to the guy I was watching the game with, only Grayson McCall could have made that pitch. It was kind of a jump forward pitch over a defender, and Jarrett Brown's able to break it for a touchdown. It just shows you how good Grayson McCall is. And normally when it's a forward pitch, you're like, oh, the quarterback didn't really earn that touchdown pass and the yardage that comes with it. But Grayson McCall does that. He's the only guy that you can run a forward option pitch with in the entire country. So Jarrett Brown, just if he can play like that, and I mean, he's fast as hell. So we've got to start incorporating him like we use him against Georgia State into our offense. And damn, he's a weapon if that's how we're going to use him the rest of the season. You know, I, I will say this. With Jared Brown, I nobody – I didn't expect it. And I don't know about you guys, but I definitely didn't expect it. I mean, the very first no. play, very first play, Jared Brown goes off. I mean, we might have found another new weapon on this offense. And it's a beautiful thing to see another guy step up when it needs to be stepped up upon. So, uh, Jared Brown balled out. You know, if, if there was ever a time to, to use somebody like that, you know, I'm thinking Sam Pinckney's on going to go off, you know, his first time back on campus at Georgia State. I'm thinking he's going to go off. And then all of a sudden, Jared Brown out of nowhere just has an absolute monster of a game. I hope we can incorporate him more, and I hope that Coach Chadwell can make more plays for him. Um, but, yeah, it, I wasn't expecting this at all, and I hope that we can see more performances from uh, in the next few games for sure. And the rest is yeah. And real quick, right out the gate, the first something we've called on these coaching staff to call the plays, we ran a deep shot, one of the first plays of the game. And it's something we've been critical about. They haven't been willing to take risks. And that was a beautiful ball thrown by Grayson McCall. Every scout that was watching that game loves to see something like that. But yeah, just quick shout out to the coaching staff for listening to the podcast and taking a risk early in the game, throwing the deep ball. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and the thing that I wanted to highlight, and you touched on it a little bit there, Jordan, is just the versatility. We came into this game with a little bit of a panic attack. Reese White is scratched at the last second. That kind of came out of nowhere. And we're like, okay, well, we're down to basically two running backs. You've got Beasley and Hope, and those are essentially the same style runner, if you will. Jared Brown played running back in this game. He played slot wide receiver. He played X. He played wing back. He played everywhere, and, and he was good at all of them. And a weapon like that just doesn't come along all that often. Mario, what are your impressions of, of Jared Brown's game? Yeah, well, we've been talking about it. This team is so talented. You know, we just haven't seen everything. We haven't seen everything that we want to see. And Jared Brown has showed us that not only could – He'd be a very, very big factor in this team. He could potentially be number one wide receiver. Now, again, this is a very, very, this is a very, very, you know, packed group on offense, you know, and again, anybody can pop off, but Jared Brown has that talent to be that guy, you know, and he showed it in this game, a game where, you know, they probably were focusing a, a lot on Sam Pickney and Sam Pickney still had a great game. But as far as like Jared Brown, Jordan said it, I didn't expect him to 
see, I didn't expect Jared Brown to pop off the way he did. And just to see him perform and put up numbers like that, especially with two 50 plus yard touchdowns, I got to give him a lot of credit. I am really optimistic about it. And I can't wait to see where it goes from here. But overall, like I know this team is very versatile itself. I know that this offense is, is very packed with talent. Like we said, this is probably the most skillful offense we have seen in Coastal's history. And Jared Brown just proved what we can do with it. Now it's up for us to be consistent and continue doing it. That's some big words there, Mario, coming off a season where you Hot had take. Isaiah Likely and Javon Hiley and, well, and, and, well, look, and, look, and. Look, like, look no, disrespect, no disrespect to them, but no disrespect to like Isaiah Likely and Javon Hiley. No disrespect to them, but we were talking about how like last year, like we didn't see a lot of speed. We didn't see, a, and these guys, like they have it. Like athletically, That's they true. have it. That's true. And so we knew we knew that athletically, this is one of the most gifted offenses we've seen. I didn't say it's one of the most gifted athletically offense offenses that we've seen. And I just wanted to see that athletic that athleticism put into play. And I think Jared Brown did that. Well, and it's not a full strength team either, right? Aaron right. Bedgood hasn't played all season. Braden Bennett hasn't played all season. You know, those were guys that flashed a lot last season. They showed a lot last season, and they haven't suited up. You know, you've got guys like TJ Ivey that play tight end and can be big and can be bold and can be really good players, and they really haven't shown up. And that's not to say they can't. That's to say, listen, look at all this talent that's sitting over here on the sidelines. Man, when that starts to pop off, this team is going to be incredible and going to be unstoppable. At least on offense, that is. Now, I want to build off, off of that a little bit. Coastal Carolina 4-0. They're one of 21 undefeated teams. ESPN put out an article this morning that ranked Coastal Carolina number 21 out of those 21 undefeated teams. Much like last week, they were number 33 of 33. Josh... Where do you sit with this team right now? You know, they're down to the last handful of undefeated teams. It's us and James Madison are the only two undefeated group of five teams. We've been pretty negative the last couple of weeks. Is it time we start to believe in this team and start to really look at 4-0 as four victories, regardless of how they happened? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. And I really think, and we're going to basically, we said kind of this last week, but in terms of what we need to see from this team before we start truly believing in them, truly throwing blind faith at them. And I think we now have the good victory. That's about what we are used to seeing from this team, a good 20 point win, something like that. And now if we can build on that and deliver another one, then we can have some sort of winning consistency. And it's just as the further we move away from that Gardner web game, and if we keep winning, the better it's going to get. So this game was kind of served the purpose of showing me that this team can be great. And I mean, a team that a top 25 team in the country should be able to beat Georgia state by that number. And we beat them by more than North Carolina beat them by That's something that stuck out to me and they put up a fight against other teams. So it was good for me to see, but I think we win five and oh, six and oh, seven and oh, and then I'll start really believing and, We'll talk about this later, but the rest of the Sun Belt's shaky. And for Coastal, if we can start getting a couple wins in the Sun Belt and build that buffer in conference play, I'll start believing. But I felt this is the best I felt about this team so far the entire season. Yeah, I'm gonna just piggyback on what Josh is saying. You know, you know, maybe the 
Sun Belt isn't as good as we thought it was. We were it kind of got me thinking, like, you know, maybe Marshall isn't what we thought Marshall was. You know, maybe maybe App State's not the App State we thought they were gonna be. You know, after, you know, a lot can change in a couple of weeks after having big wins. You know, we haven't really seen a lot from those two teams, but trending upward, we're seeing James Madison just coming out of nowhere. And, you know, it's we're it's really just us two. It's Coastal and it's James Madison. We got a game with them. We got a matchup with them last game of the year, regular season. It's in December sometime. But um, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to that matchup, but you know, it's it's just amazing to see how this team has progressed since the Gardner Webb game. I think we're a way different team than we were uh two, three weeks ago when we played them and even when going back to Army. But yeah, this this was a great sign for me. The offense looks great. The defense is finally starting to put it together. And for the defense to play the way they did, even without, you know, Lance Boykin um last game, it was it was great to see, you know, um we're starting to get our, our stride at the right time, at the right moment. I need to see more of this. I will continue to keep saying it. You have to continue to keep showing me something. And until I'm starting to see some of it, though, I will say that. But I'm starting to see some play from the offensive line. You know, we really should have 48 points, if you want me to be honest. There was a long – there was a screenplay during the game that was called back for uh, Holden, and it was uh, it was on Antoine Loper. Um, so I got to see more – a better game from the offensive line. They got to make sure they keep uh, Grace McCall clean and not running for his life. And God for God forbid, please don't let this man get injured again no more the rest of the season. If we can continue to do those things, we will be the team that we think – we will be the team that everybody in here thinks that we can be for sure. Well, and to build off of your point of the Sun Belt not being as good as we thought, right? Last week – James Madison goes into Boone and beats App State. Ball State nearly beats Georgia Southern. Old Dominion barely squeaks a victory over Arkansas State. And Troy beats Marshall in a game that was bad. Like, it wasn't entertaining at all. Both teams played bad, and Troy was just the least bad. I think this college football season is one of the weirdest that we've had in a while. It's so top-heavy, it's crazy. Georgia... Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson to a certain extent. But, I mean, really, you get past those top three and... Bleh. Like, Michigan's ranked 4-0, and but the three teams that they played in non-conference are three of the worst teams in college football. You can't say that they're in the same category as, as the other th- three. And I think the same is true in the Sun Belt, except we haven't seen the Georgia poke their head out. We haven't seen the Alabama make their presence known in the Sun Belt. And I think Coastal has the opportunity to build off of this game and become that team, become the team that stands above the rest and says, hey, listen, we got the quarterback. We got the offense. We got the defense. We're better than the rest of you. And we're going to go play in a New Year's Six game as the best group of five team in the country. Now, that's a long way away, and I don't think this victory tells me that they're going undefeated. But it's a step in the right direction. I'm excited for what this team can do. 41-24 to to over Georgia State, a team that's 0-4 now, is, is great. But show me what you can do. Keep building off of this. Yeah, it's really hard to tell, but it seems like James Madison not being able to 
playing the conference championship could be a big storyline down the stretch. And granted, it's like I said, it's hard to tell because they didn't show up in the first half at all. They forgot they were playing App State this weekend and they showed up the second half. And that really showed some red flags for App State, too. And it, I mean, it's hard when App State is probably eight or nine combined points away from being 0-4. So this Sunbelt is, is going to be, in terms of the Sunbelt East, the fact that Coastal was able to go out and get a one of the only teams in the Sunbelt to get a solid victory that was in hand in week one. And the team, two teams that we thought we were going to be like vying for the Sun Belt for every week, one loss might do it for you. They both have a loss already. So we just need to keep piling these victories on. It helps that we've had a little bit of experience being in these close games. And I tell you, these guys want to get to an actual Sun Belt championship game. They've never played in one because of COVID. So, and then earlier I wanted to note on, I think I'm starting to believe slightly in this team only because when I saw that article about the 21 teams that are ranked above us that are also undefeated, it was the first time that I felt a little bit disrespected, like, oh, we're better than that team. So maybe that's an inkling that I'm starting to believe in this team a little bit. But in, in a couple of weeks, if we keep playing like this, then sure, I'll believe. Right. And again, I kind of like I kind of mentioned it like a, like a couple of weeks ago, like it, in the first two weeks, this Sunbelt looked packed. Like these guys looked good. Like we're talking about App State beating Texas A&M. We're talking about App State having competition with U, uh, UNC. Talking about Marshall beating Notre Dame. Like this Sun Belt was packed those first two weeks, and now it's the next two, and they're not. And like I'm sorry, but these teams ain't doing anything. Like they were. They did. It's like a whole like. It's like they just fell off the hill. And this is what I mean. You got to do this consistently. This isn't a two-week season. This is a 12-week season. So you better pick it up. So like, and the, and these guys didn't do, and these guys didn't do that. Now we're four and zero. Now to to y'all's defense, when you guys were like criticizing Coast, like criticizing Coast along with me, you got, we had a right to. We had a right to because here's the thing. Even though we're showing progression, we're, they're showing me the right signs. So again, I said I wanted to see these young guys step up and make progression, and they've done that in my opinion. We've had some young guys who we've never even heard of or guys who have been sitting on the bench or just got onto the team. They're really starting to like pick it up and carry their own. It's not just about we got to rely on only this guy, this guy, and this guy and all these leaders. No, these young guys are stepping up and taking action. So they're showing me the right signs. But at the same time, just like them, we haven't really proven ourselves neither. We have not beaten one team with a winning record. And it's time for us to start doing that. Now, again, that's down the line. And we've still got to beat these other teams that are that we have coming up next, like Georgia Southern. But, like, again, I don't think the Sun Belt is really going to be approved. I don't think we can say anything about the Sun Belt, in my opinion, until we start playing, like, the App States and the Marshalls and all these other all these other teams. The uh, I don't know how good Southern Miss is, but Southern Miss and, and James Madison. We can't say anything about us or the Sun Belt until we see – more of these Sunbelt competitions coming into play and more of what the Sunbelt can do. But they are, but as far as this team itself, they are showing me progress. They are showing progression. They're showing me exactly what I want to see. And overall, I just need to see more of that. I just need to see more consistency. I just need to see us growing and improving every single game. And if we can do that, then I'll be pretty proud. I still think it's an 11-1, it's an 11-1 team. I still believe that. They just got to show it to me. Like Jordan says, you got to show me something. It's consistency. You got to show me something. You got to stay consistent. And for the love of God, please, like I am begging you, you guys have not beaten one winning team 
please stay humble. Like, please just stay humble. Like, oh my gosh. If I got to hear the Kings of New York, the Kings of Atlanta, like, come on. Please, I'm begging you, just stay humble. At least you could say that when you beat a team with a winning record. Just, please stay humble. Please. You know what Will saying. McDonald said? He said, ATL New Conway. And I forget who it was, but they said, walk in your trap, take over your trap. The Shantar You back. say so, buddy. And then, not, and not only that, but Chauncey even made a pit stop to the Waffle House over there and got him, uh, got him the All Star special. So you know, hey, maybe, is, we, maybe yeah, we do run it. Maybe we do run Atlanta. Let's just say that <laughs> Chauncey walked up on me at the at uh, at Hicks. He walked up on me in the dining hall. I, I will say this is a good time to talk about something. We we mentioned this a couple weeks ago after Gardner Webb. We were talking about how we don't have our swagger back. How we don't have the locker room celebrations. And I'm saying, I'm not saying it, but this podcast is the heartbeat of coastal football because you know what the fuck I saw at, in the locker room? I saw them striking out a Panther with a wiffle ball. The celebrations are back and they, they got they must listen to the podcast because where the hell would they have come up with that idea if they didn't? The Shans have found their swagger back and I am here for it. It's fun when Coastal is good and having fun. This show is way better and way more entertaining when Coastal is good and everybody's having fun and we're jumping around in the locker room being dicks because it's fun. Like, I love that and I love that Coastal gets to be the team that does that. Don't make me lose that. I don't want to go back to arguing with Mario after the Gardner-Webb game. Like, I know that episode never came out, but Mario and I argued for like, 15 minutes straight that's one of our grails dude it was the worst thing hey look it was a it was a pretty good argument you know um it was was. no i'm not i'm not the argument was good but this is a lot more fun right all four of us have smiles on our face right now because we left atlanta with that swagger we went to the waffle house we stole your waffles we stole your hometown and we brought it back to conway yeah, and, and I love the confidence. I do. Like, you know, like, and I, and I love, like, the little, like, like jokes and everything. But, like, I'm just saying, like, don't, like, the Kings of New York thing really cringed me out. The Kings of Atlanta thing really cringed me out. Because, like, there's so many better teams in New York. There's so many better teams in Georgia. Like, please. I'm Mario. just saying. Just stay, just stay humble. Just Quick stay question, humble. Mario. What's Would up? you be willing to get a tattoo on you that says, stay humble, if Coastal went 12 and 0? If Coastal went 12 and 0. <laughs> You know what? I'm here for it. I'm never look. I'm never in Look, listen. Throughout my whole entire life, give I the really people what they want. Pressure, okay, bear with me. If Coastal goes twelve and zero, I think they're gonna go eleven and one. I think somebody's gonna beat them. I just don't know who. Okay, if they go twelve and zero, I will be more than happy to go grab myself a tattoo that says "Stay humble." No, no, no. Okay? Hold on. And I'll take a picture. Can't say of it. "Stay humble." It's gotta say "We stayed humble." We oh, stayed we stayed humble. humble. Okay, I mean, first of all, this just contradicted what they did, but I will. Okay, we, I'll, I'll put that there. We stayed humble. You heard it here first, folks. I love that. That's the best. That's the best. Oh, goodness. Well, if you can't catch the, uh, the drift of what's happening here, we are having a good time. Coastal Carolina is back in the win column. Let's keep it rolling. Georgia Southern up next. Pre-game episode is going to be coming to you shortly. 
We can't wait. We're excited. Bring on Saturday. Bring on bring on the, the, the fighting Clay Helton's or whatever the hell Georgia Southern's mascot is. I don't even know. Hurricane season. Yeah, hurricane season. Yeah, it's going to be a downpour, boy. We, <laughs> we're going to be playing in, in – remember last year Georgia Southern was a downpour too in yep. Georgia Southern. So who knows, you know, but with 10 at the helm and not injured on the sidelines, we can do anything we want. With that, follow us on Twitter at the Shant Show on Instagram at Shant Show. Let us know who won your game ball. Like I said, it was unanimous among the four of us, Jared Brown. But there are so many guys that deserve a highlight. So send it up. We will see you soon. Shant's up. Oh.